to not my circle conversations with people that are typically not in my normal circle. I am so excited for you guys to get to know Rachel from that little mom on Instagram. She is a little person and that has never gotten in the way of her having a very big, big life. She's also a mom and an overall amazing, fun, happy, sweet person. You can find her dancing around on her Instagram and just sharing bits of her life. And in today's conversation, we talk about the use of the M word and why it's really, really important to stop using that. I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation as much as I did and enjoy. Hi, Rachel. Hi. <laughs> um, so before we really get into it, how do you want me to refer to you as the the little mom? I know that's your Instagram handle or how do you want me to, to refer to you? Um, so that little mom's my, my handle. And then when referring to my disability, I'm a little person. Okay. Um, yeah. Perfect. I just, I, I always want to, I always want to be really mindful and make sure I refer to everybody the way they want to be referred to. Um, and I'm always trying to learn and make sure I never piss anybody off. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's, you gotta kind of be careful these days. So yeah. I know. And I'm really sensitive to everybody. I I mean, it's, it's everybody's identity and it's how they want to be addressed. And that's really important. That's who they are. So of course I want to do my best to make sure I'm saying everything appropriately. Um, So anyway, how are you? It's exciting. I've I've just come out of having COVID and kind of being cooped up and, and everything. So this is kind of in the first time I've been able to put my full face on and interact with the with somebody outside of my family. This is really fun. Oh, good. Well, you look fabulous. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, so we'll start with a fun question of what'd you have for breakfast today? So I had, um, I had Dave's killer bread with two eggs over medium on it. I love, I was just talking to my sister. I'm like eggs over medium, just like the yolk and everything is probably my favorite breakfast of all. So that's what I had. Nice. I'm a fan of Dave's Killer Bread. My one of my best friends is friends with Dave of Killer Red. I know. And I was like, what? I didn't even really realize like, yes, of course, it's an actual person. And his name is Dave and he made the bread. And he he apparently has a crazy backstory. Um, I think he did a lot of hard time in prison. Yes. And yeah. so he hires like a lot of ex-convicts and stuff that come um, work at, you know, it, it, for his company. And I was so um, intrigued because it kind of mentions it on the bag that I like went on the website and looked further into it. It's a really cool story. Yeah. Yeah. So, so some of my best friends like know him really like pretty well, I think, which is kind of fun. So I was getting the inside scoop of Dave. So it's yeah. interesting. Um, so what part of the country are you in? Where are you at? So I'm in Las Vegas. Ooh, fun. Yeah. So I, I was born and raised here. I spent a time, um, a little bit of like my high school years and college years in um, Southern Utah mm-hmm. and uh, a short time in New York City, which was, was really fun. But it's this is home base for me. So, OK, so you're a little person. Let's let's talk about that. How was your life? When did you realize that you might have been, I don't know, I don't even want to say like different from other people? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm comfortable with that. Yes. Yeah. So um, in my situation, people with my condition, achondroplasia, about 80% of us come from families who have no genetic history of dwarfism. It's just a spontaneous mutation. 
And so my parents, they're average height, all my siblings, not just average height, they're like above average height, really tall. <laughs> and so I'm the fifth kid. And um, during my mom's pregnancy, they didn't suspect anything. I, I don't think my parents did even ultrasounds back then. I was born in like 89. But um, I was born and I kind of, nobody suspected anything. So they sent me home. And about two weeks later, my head had grown two inches, but my body hadn't grown at all. And so doctors were starting to wonder what's going on and, you know, kind of put my parents in a stressful situation for a few days because they, they didn't know what was, what was I don't want to say what's wrong, but, you know, what was going on with me genetically. And uh, there was a couple different conditions it could have been. And the one that they were hoping for was achondroplasia. It just had probably the best quality of life. Um, and so when they came back and said, oh, she has achondroplasia, my parents were like, cool. So she's just little. Okay. And um, it's not always been easy, of course, but um, it's kind of an attitude my parents have carried with it of just like, oh, you're just little. You know, <laughs> it's not a big deal. Um, and when I realized I was little, I think a lot of people maybe are surprised when I tell them like, I forget I'm little, even though I talk about it a lot on social media, I'm, I'm looking through this pair of eyes, you know, and the world at this height is normal to me. And so sometimes it catches me off guard that I'm little. And the same is true when I was a kid, I was in preschool and these kids who weren't necessarily trying to be mean, they were bullying me, but they would refer to me as a baby because they were very confused why I was so, and they're my peers. And I was just, I'm not a baby. What is, what is your problem? And so um, I remember talking, it's kind of weird that I have this memory because I was so young, but like, I remember asking my parents and my dad, we all gathered in their bedroom and my dad just kind of matter of factly, like with the smiles, oh, you have achondroplasia dwarfism and um, you're just going to be tiny. And it's kind of, you know, for a little kid, that's like all the explanation you need. You can't really you don't need to go into all the details, but it just kind of gave me something that when kids were like, Oh, you're a baby. I could say, no, I'm a, I'm a dwarf, you know, <laughs> but it sounds like your parents handled it really well. And so you were what, like three, four when they kind of, yeah, probably. You? Yeah. Probably about three or four. Cause, um, with, with my dwarfism, I have, uh, like a lot of people, little kids have ear infections, chronic ear infections. And so it delayed my speech. So I was in like a, a catch up preschool program at a pretty young age. So, yeah. Do you feel like in general people treat you differently? And I'm asking because I'm sure kids are curious. Like my, my, my youngest son has um, what we call a fancy freckle on his arm. It's a pretty large, dark birthmark on his arm. And he gets asked questions about it all the time and not in a mean way, but in a curious way from other kids. And I know kids obviously don't have any filter and they don't know anything about, um, you know, their intentions are always really pure. So I'm just wondering how you navigate yeah. different reactions from people and what you hope maybe parents do to guide their kids when they encounter somebody who just looks a little different from them. Yes. Okay. So that happens all the time. That's probably 
I don't want to call them offender because like you said, like it's innocence. They don't, you know, they kids almost feel like are programmed to notice differences. Yeah. And it's up to parents to like, let them know, here's how we're going to handle that. And, um, a lot of times I think for a lot of parents, it's embarrassing and I don't, you know, necessarily get mad about that, but I kind of see it as a missed opportunity when parents, maybe like a child will see me at the store. This happens like every time I go to the store, you know, a kid will, and look at me and, um, you know, point or stare. Sometimes they'll vocally say, look at a midget, which I can talk more about that term, but I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. 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 We'll go back to that one. So, um, you know, which is, is not a great term. And I, in the past, I've tried different things. There's times where I've approached the child and it's kind of felt a little out of my place for some reason, like, you know, I, I felt like I was embarrassing everyone when I, I went up and I'm like, hi, I'm a little person. But um, what impresses me the most is when a parent, you know, a child will be like, oh, look, a little person. And the parent will be like, oh, and see me and say, hi, mm-hmm. do you want to say hi? And, um, you know, and it's kind of given me an invitation where I could say, hi, I'm a little person. And, you know, the kid can ask, like, why are you little? And, you know, I've learned they can't really handle like, it's a genetic mutation on the FGFR3 gene. And, you know, it's just like, oh, well, I just, my bones don't grow. Do you have bones? And it kind of, for me, I enjoy those interactions, you know. Um, I, you know, my husband's a little person too. And I think he just waves and says hi to everyone. I don't know if he ever takes the initiative to be like, hi, I'm a little person. What questions do you have? But for me, I think it's really important because what often happens is, when kids are like shamed into noticing someone's difference, um, it kind of makes it a taboo, you know, taboo to be different. And, um, you know, where there's a lot of great things about being a little person, you know, that I've enjoyed. And if, if, if a little per- being a little person was taken away from me, I feel like a big part of my identity would be taken away when people kind of treat it like a shameful thing to not address or point out, um, I, I think it's more, it's hurtful than it is helpful. Um, but I mean, it is an awkward conversation. I don't blame parents for maybe feeling embarrassed, but I wish they'd kind of maybe push through that a little more and just let their kids make a human connection with somebody. So that's kind of what I wish, but well, I mean, you're so friendly and that's so kind that you welcome um, an opportunity, like a teachable moment with the people that you meet. I, I imagine, like you said, not everybody's like that, but that's a rare soul that's confident and ready to accept every, like, accept, you know, people maybe judging you or, or looking at you different and then also offer an opportunity to teach them in that moment. So that's a really unique quality. That's amazing. Yeah, well, and it's come with like, you know, as a kid, when it was kind of more my peers that were staring at me, I would be kind of bitter about it and like, you know, I'm not different, you know, <laughs> just, and it's just come with a lifetime of seeing, you know, what works best and, and kind of understanding more. Cause even like my own nieces and nephews who are really sweet, you know, they'll have their questions too and they're not, you know, being mean. Um, it's just come from a lifetime of just, I don't know. I, I, I really love and admire kids because I'm telling you this, as soon as they have an explanation for why you're little, they don't care and they move on. 
<laughs> they're like, oh, okay, cool. And they just move on to the next thing. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And I've noticed that just with my, my youngest son's birthmark too, people will be like, what is that? What is that? And, and again, not in a mean way. And he'll be like, it's my fancy freckle. And they're like, oh, cool. I wish I had one, you know, and yeah. it's like the simplest, happiest thing that they go from curious to just acceptance, like so fast. Yeah. Um, so you brought something up, the M word, and I won't say it cause you said it's offensive, but um, yeah. How do you feel? I guess, I never, um, how do I want to say this? I didn't know that word was not politically correct until like the last decade. Has that always been sort of a negative word or when did that shift and, and why is it so bad? Yeah. So a lot of people don't realize it's bad. I, you know, there's, I have a cousin who used the term thinking she was using the correct term, you know, recently. And I'm like, how did, you know, I don't blame her. I'm just like, man, I'm not doing a good job of educating everyone because a lot of people just don't realize that it's offensive. And what it stems from is it goes back to the freak show era. Um, so when like Barnum and PT Barnum was, you know, making a freak show, he had um, Tom Thumb, I think was his stage name. Um, and some other little people that would be part of the show and they'd be spectated and they were referred to as midgets, which the term midget is like derived from like a, a little fly. It means like a little fly or something. So it's not a genetic condition. Like I have achondroplasia, which has Latin terms that refer to the unique circumstances of my dwarfism. Um, but midget has no medical relevance whatsoever. It's just a term that they you know placed on them. And it's been hurtful through history because little people have been treated like something to be a spectacle of. And, you know, a lot of times they would end up in like, you know, as a court jester or in circuses. That was almost like the only thing they could do. And when I was in college, I even did a research project and just had my eyes opened to, you know, a lot of times the women would end up in brothels. And um, it just, it, it's kind of like society didn't have a place for them other than just entertainment. Mm. And unfortunately, that actually still happens today. You know, um, it's still, there's, this hasn't happened recently, but, you know, in my life, I've had people ask to like play a prank on a friend of theirs, because how funny would it be if a little person came out and did this, which is just like, you know, which is really upsetting that you, you think because I'm little, it's funny. And um, Peter Dinklage, who's an actor from um, Game of Thrones. And Elf. And Elf, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, um, he really speaks out a lot about, you know, the unfair discrimination little people still get to this day. And he has a quote where he says, um, and this, I'm going to have to kind of paraphrase, but he says, dwarves are still the butt of the jokes. Um, you know, still it's, it's the last bastion of acceptable prejudice. When I was going to schools, high schools, I would have to preface and say, so this is going to sound funny to you, but I need you to pause before you laugh and realize, put yourself in my shoes. Like, me and my husband don't go out on St. Patrick's Day. Like, we don't go downtown because people are, oh, look, we got leprechauns, you know? And 
I think that still stems from kind of that history with the M word, you know, like the M word isn't just an M word. It's the whole history of it. Right. Of it's, it's acceptable to laugh at that. I am so happy that you taught me that. And I just want to take a quick second and say, thank you for, um, for making me feel like I could ask that question in a safe place. And you answered it so well. And I really appreciate that. So thank you, first of all, for that. And I want to circle back and, and talk because you mentioned um, Peter, how important is it for you to see representation in mainstream media, to see somebody like you represented on a huge show like Game of Thrones or a huge movie like Elf? Does that mean something to you? Oh, it definitely does. You know, when my dad and my mom explained to me that you're a little person, the only thing that they could refer to at that time that maybe I could, something I, could, I would have seen was Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, mm. which isn't at all accurate for what I could look forward to with my life, but it's all we had in the media. And, um, you know, he, uh, there's been a lot of progress. There's still a lot more needed, but there's been quite a bit of progress with portraying little people in the media, not necessarily always as like an elf or a rep, you know, even like a representation of like little savings or something. It's uh, Amazon. The little people community was just so excited this last Christmas because Amazon had a commercial where there was a group of friends having a, a party and one of the uh, attendees was a little person and she was just there, you know, and that's how my family sees me, you know, I'm, I'm just part of the family and there was no even focus on her. She was just a normal part of this scene. And that was really cool and exciting. And with Peter Dinklage, you know, yeah, he had that role in Elf and stuff, but he has a lot of parts that I don't think were necessarily written for a little person. Yeah. But, um, you know, there's little people that are doctors. There's little people that um, are even athletes. There's little people that are firemen, which I didn't think we could do, but I, I know of two now. That's awesome. Yeah. So like even other little people are like pushing past barriers more than, you know, I am like, it's really, really cool. So definitely the media has gotten better with, with representation of, of little people. And, um, you're a mom, right? You got a little one. Yes. Yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So my husband and I, we have a daughter that's average height. Um, so there is a chance with two little people with the same condition that, um, we have a dominant and a recessive gene. And so we both passed off the recessive gene. So she doesn't have dwarfism, nor does she like, can she pass it on? Mm. So she's super tall. It's kind of crazy. It's, it's almost like, I don't know. I don't, it's, it's kind of like you see genetics almost skip a generation because me and Greg aren't tall, but our family's really tall. And she's, um, I think currently in like the 75th percentile for height. Um, and she's, you know, probably comes up to here on me. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And how old did you say she was? She's three. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. So do you feel like you face any challenges being a little person and a mom? Yes, um, definitely. There's, you know, I find that I have some insecurities too, you know, which I didn't 
it kind of popped up out of nowhere. Like, oh, I, I thought I was really secure in being a little person. But then some things have happened as a parent where I'm like, I guess I have some insecurities being a little mom, you know? Um, like this story is, you know, it's more about my insecurity than it is anyone doing anything wrong. But when, when my daughter was about a year old, we were inside of a, a restaurant waiting to be seated and she kind of ran away from me a bit and I was trying to catch up to her and a lady stopped her and, you know, was like, Oh, do you got her? And to me, like, that's kind of when it slapped me in the face, like, Oh man, I'm really insecure about this because to me, I thought she was saying like, Oh, do you need help? Cause you're little, which I don't think is really what she was saying at all, <laughs> but she was just trying to be helpful. But I kind of have this maybe feeling of like, I hope people don't think I can't do this because I'm little, you know? And sometimes people ask questions like, does your daughter know you're a little person? Um, does she care? <laughs> I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> not really. <laughs> so what do you think some common like misconceptions are about little people? Like you're able to do everything. You're, I mean, have you felt like restricted at all in your life? You know, honestly, there's, there's a lot of misconceptions in myself about what I can do, you know? Um, and a lot of realizing I can do anything. And, um, you know, I used to do, like, I remember in, in elementary school and grade school, I was never good at sports. So I just, why even try you know, I was, I was always the very last to come in running the mile and um, I just never enjoyed sports. And then in college, I started to get involved in CrossFit and I remember I would just get really emotional because I would compete against my previous time. And I felt for the first time I was a competitor in something and I just felt so much pride of like, this is what that feels like. And I could have done this the whole time, you know, I could have, you know, there's, there's things that I could have done that I wish I would have explored more maybe as a, a child. And, um, I've almost, I feel been given a lot of opportunities because I'm a little person in things that I'm passionate about. Like, I feel it would be harder for a little person who is, has a lot of social anxiety. Cause I don't really have that. And to be socially anxious, you get a lot of attention, you know? And for me, it's kind of, I love the attention. And in high school, you know, in middle school, I ran for student government and um, I was kind of a class clown. And, um, you know, I got to work at Radio City Music Hall in a, in a Christmas show with the Rockettes, you know? And, um, and I was able to do stand-up comedy in college. And... Yeah. So I was, I've been able to explore a lot of things and like with stand up, I just share my experiences that are, you know, I get some weird stuff that happens sometimes and you just talk about it and people just think it's so funny and I get to control the narrative where, you know, I, I can kind of educate on what life is like as a little person. So what do you want people to know about you? Um, I want them to know that I'm really happy being a little person, being a little person is maybe the easiest thing about me, you know, um, having occasional depression is something that is harder, you know, for me. Uh, I, I worry about 
my child, I have a daughter with autism and I worry a lot about that. And I just, I have a lot of the same concerns that so many other people are struggling with. I'm a human like everyone else. I, and I struggle with sim- similar things as everyone else. That's fair. Yeah. I get depressed sometimes too. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me and us and educate me. And if anybody wants to connect with you, is Instagram the best place to reach out? Yes. So I have Instagram, that little mom, um, all one word, of course. And uh, I, I use it to just share my life. And also I do some education on there. Um, and yeah, it's, it's pretty fun. I, I love connecting with people on there. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day and I hope our paths cross in real life one of these days. Yeah, that'd be great. Be nice to see some people. I hope the same thing. Oh my God. I miss people so much. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Well, take care and I hope you have a great day. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye.